Welcome to the More Than Entrepreneur podcast, where host Josh Payne shares important business and life lessons. Each episode, Josh and his guests will give you insight on what has worked, what's failed, and what it really means to have a more than mindset when it comes to having a successful life and business. Now, here's Josh, ready to deliver you more than you would ever expect from a business podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the More Than Podcast. Super excited uh, just with the feedback that I got from the very first episode. You guys have no idea how much it means to uh, just a regular dude like me to get messages from people literally across the country with, you know, you know, how excited they were to finally hear the podcast, how they have a better understanding of, you know, what I'm talking about when I say more than um, and just, you know, some of the takeaways that people were implementing in their lives or just how they um, they felt a little bit more connected to me because their stories were similar. All of that stuff was super cool for me to read and, you know, so much more appreciated than I would ever be able to put into words and share with you guys over the microphone here. But I thought it was, you know, extremely important to me that that all of you who took the time to listen and share and like and comment, a, a very huge thank you from me from the bottom of my heart. And, you know, I hope that um, I continue to add a little bit of value to your life during the 15 or 20 minutes of these conversations that that you decide to invest your time into me. And I want you to understand, I don't take that lightly. Um, I 100% am of a mentality that time is our most valuable asset. And when you're taking time out of your day, whether you're in a car driving or sitting at your office, and you're just listening to what a regular dude like me has to say about life in regards to entrepreneurship, being a husband, being a father, um, and things like that, it just means the world to me. So thank you so much. Today, what I want to talk about is like, you know, what the, the, the biggest, uh, biggest thing going on around, uh, you know, America right now is, and that's back to school, right? You probably thought I was going to say something about politics or something crazy like that, but no, it's back to school, right? If you look at your Facebook feeds or your Instagram feeds, you see all the pictures of the kids all dressed up and looking, looking cool for their first day back. And, you know, everybody talking about how sad they are that their kids are growing and, you know, it's another year and we're looking forward to this, this and that. And that's all super cool. You know, I think it's awesome to kind of see the kids and um, watch them develop, you know, year after year. It's kind of cool. Um, well, you know, we have uh, an entire gamut of children, right? So we have uh, from seven to 17. So I have a second grader, I have a fifth grader, I have a freshman, and I have a senior, right? So if you follow me or my wife on social media anywhere, you probably saw some of the pictures and we did some of the same things. But Dude, at the end of the day, it was super cool for us to see the excitement of all of our kids and for us to be excited for them um, with a little bit of side of sadness. You know, we've like I mentioned, we have we have a 17 year old who's a senior. So we had to have the, uh, you know, the 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 feelings and conversations about the last first day and, you know, talking to her a little bit about what to expect and, you know, just making sure that she enjoys her senior year. But you know, for us, it was kind of, uh, it's, it's still super cool that we get to watch her and be a part of, of her senior year, but at the same time, come back home and deal with the, you know, the shenanigans of a second grader. So, um, we've got a whole, uh, you know, a whole, uh, gamut of, of uh, just kids in, in their ages. But what I want to talk about is just how I, as a father kind of like engage with my kids, the things that I speak to them about the stuff that I share with them, um, whether it's about life or entrepreneurship or their goals and things like that. So I think first and foremost, what, what I, what I want to make sure that I'm not like 
pushing to the side are the mothers, right? I, you know, I think being a mom is probably much more difficult than being a dad, especially when you're a mom and your husband is an entrepreneur. Um, well, a lot of the times you get stuck with, you know, kind of the, the running of the children and the running of the house, which in my mind is actually like the, the hardest job. There are times where my wife's out of town or, um, you know, she's got a full day and I'm, you know, right there to kind of step in and fill her position. And at the end of the day, I just look at her and I'm like, I could not do this every single day, the picking up and the dropping off and knowing the schedules of four different kids, plus knowing the schedule of me and, and having an understanding of all that. Uh, it's definitely much harder in my mind than, than what I have to do with the businesses and, and being a dad and a husband. But, you know, as I talk about the, the father side of this, just please note that it's not a dig at the moms at all. I think the moms, like I said, they have a harder job. And um, I really just want to focus on, you know, what I understand and what I know, and that's being a dad. I don't know how to be a mom and how to be a dad. And I know the things in which I talk to my kids about and, um, you know, how I try to make them good human beings. And I think that, you know, while being a mom is super hard and, and harder than being a dad, let's not forget that being a dad is hard too. Um, being a dad who runs multiple businesses is super hard. Being a dad who's trying to start a business is super hard. Being a father who's just trying to provide for their children and give them the best lives possible is not an easy task, especially in today's world. Um, and all too often, as a father, you want to put on a front, right? You want to make it look like it's super easy and you're killing it in every area and and you don't want to share the losses with your kids because you don't want to let them down or whatever it might be. And, you know, I, I think that a lot of times that pressure gets to people right to where you start to see the egg crack a little bit and your relationships with, you know, your spouse or the relationship with your kids, or you, you know, you do really, really good being a dad and being there and being present for your kid. But on the other side, your business or businesses are failing or not doing as good as they could be. Um, you flip that, right? You could be really kicking ass in your businesses and you're there and you're, you're moving the needle and running the play, um, with your companies, but you're not being a very good dad, right? You may be at a sports event, but you're not actually active and present at the sports event. Right. And that's been me, you know, I'll tell you, there's many times that I've been to my kids events, you know, especially in the earlier years. Um, and I could have told you what the, you know, what the hell happened. I would miss plays because I'm looking at my phone and I'm reading an email. I would, be in the middle of a conversation with one of my kids and, you know, half listening because I got my face in my phone, fixing a problem at one of the businesses I've been there. I know how difficult it is. And I think it's, you know, it, it's at times easier to find that balance. And at times it's super difficult or almost impossible. Um, but I just want you dads out there to know that like, you're not alone. That's normal. The way you feel is normal. You know, one of my mentors talks all the time about balance and how there really isn't a balance, right? Balance oftentimes is referred to like in the work-life structure, right? Well, my work-life balance, work-life balance. And, you know, there is no work-life balance if you want to be successful, period. I don't care what you believe. There's not. And I also don't believe that there's a, a good mixture of like business and being a dad. I, I think that there are ebbs and flows. There's highs and lows. You're going to be a really, really good dad for a certain amount of time and be present and be active. And then you're going to be a really shitty dad at sometimes because your focus and everything has to go back into your business because your business ultimately is what provides for these children that you love so much. Um, but I think just being cognizant of that and understanding that there are highs and lows and not putting yourself in a bind that you can't get out of is extremely important. So make sure that you have a, you know, make sure you've got a pulse on that and make sure that you're analyzing that as much as you can at all times. You know, it's, 
super easy to make it look easy on Instagram or on social that you're like super dad and you're a badass business guy. But I'm here to tell you, I look at that and I see that and I know you're full of shit because if you are a successful businessman or entrepreneur, I would bet a whole lot of money that you're missing in other areas of your life throughout the course of the year, right? And that's where the highs and the lows come from. As an entrepreneur, right, I'm naturally competitive. I want to win at everything. And that's one of the things that I share with my kids constantly. I really, really try to make it clear that life isn't fair. And you know what, there are times when they come home from school and they tell me a story about a teacher or they tell me about something that happened and I, and I just can't help but look at them and say, hey, that's not the way life really is. Life is about winners and losers. Either you win or you lose. And even at the age of my youngest at seven years old, I am constantly instilling that in them. I'm telling them, hey, life's not fair. If you want to win, you have to outwork your competitor. If you want to be better to win, you have to put in the work. You've got to do the practices. You've got to read more. You've got to do your, your math homework, your times test. You've got to practice that stuff, right? You've, if you want to be a winner, you have to make sure that you're putting in the work because at the end of the day, life's not fair. You're not going to go to an interview with five other people and all six of you get the spot. They're going to hire one person. And I think all too often, especially in today's society, when like, teachers and everybody's trying to make everything fair and you deserve this and you deserve that. It's like kids are getting confused. And as a parent, it makes your job so much harder, especially like as, as the dad in the family, it's like, I'm here to teach you how to win. I'm here to teach you how to be successful as you grow up and move out on your own. And here, here it is. We've got outside influences, not always teachers. I think a lot of teachers are fantastic, but you've got, you know, the, the, the social media stuff and you've got the, the woke culture, all that stuff, like trying to tell these kids that winning is bad. And it's just absolutely not true. So one of the first things that, that, you know, if you're not already doing that, I suggest you do is that you talk to your kids about winning, that you talk to your kids about why it's their duty to win and why it's not okay to compare yourself to others who aren't putting in the work to make sure that they're ahead of the game. Don't compare yourself to those who think that life is fair, or they just are kind of floating along especially if you have kids who are in high school, like I have a freshman, I have a senior, and it's just a constant communication to them that, you know, hey, you may have a friend who um, isn't necessarily working as hard as you are, you know, at uh, a baseball practice. Well, that friend's not going to get playing time when it comes time for the coach to put the lineup together. I don't care what your friend's doing. I care what you're doing. Those lessons and those things that I'm constantly pounding it in my kids' heads, in my mind, or I, what I hope is that it gives them an advantage. That as they progress, you know, not only, you know, through their elementary and junior high and high school years, but once they're into the real world, that they continue to remember that life's not fair. Either you win or you lose. And when you're 35, like I am, you can look back over the past 10, 15 years and you can look at literally like year by year and know, hey, I won or I lost. And it's okay to lose. I want to make sure we don't lose sight of that. I'm not the dad who's like, hey, you just got your ass whipped at this, you know, basketball game or you just played horrible in your football game or, hey, you weren't paying attention while you were out there cheering today. You got to be better. Oh, I'm definitely not that kind of dad, right? I do get a little fired up, but I make sure that they understand that like losing is part of the game. You will lose. At the end of the day, it's what you take from that loss and how you try to stop it and prevent it from happening ever again, right? So just making sure that you're having those conversations as a father with your kids, and my mind's extremely important. Talk to them about winning. Make sure they understand it's okay to win. And that, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, it is their duty to go and win. 
if they want to make an impact in the world, they've got to go out and they've got to be winners. The winning mindset is something that is implemented in their kids from the parents, like now, from the time that they're born, right? It's so difficult to implement that because I see it and I have to deal with it sometimes in my businesses where just talking about winning and understanding it's okay to win and why they should win. is like a foreign language to some of these people, right? Because they've just never had an adult have conversations with them like that. So, you know, I, I talk to my kids about winning. If they lose, I say, Hey, you lost. We don't play that stuff here. It was no tie. Um, I don't like take it easy on you. I tell you directly exactly what happened and how you can get better and why you have to be better moving forward. One of my mentors, Ed Milet, I'll give him credit for this. He says, lessons are caught, not taught. All right. I want to say that again. If you're not familiar with Ed, please look him up. He's a fantastic mentor of mine, has an amazing podcast, amazing book that just came out. But what he says is, is lessons are caught, not taught. And you can take what you want from that. But when it comes to my children, I, I take that quite literally. It's super easy to like sit in front of your kids and preach to them how they should do things and why they should do things. And, you know, make sure that you are following the rules because that's just what's been placed in front of you and understand what it takes to, to uh, be successful based on, you know, these five things that are written down at your school, because uh, those are the rules, right? Doesn't necessarily work. And it doesn't work because there's only so much information that like a, a, a human being, but especially children can take in in one sitting, right? You're not gonna be able to teach them everything they need to know about how to go win and like have a super successful life by having like hour long meetings once a week and like going over a slideshow. It's just never going to work, right? So you have to remember that 95% of the lessons that they're learning are being caught from you or your significant other throughout the course of their lives. Okay. Let me give you an example. How many times as an entrepreneur or business owner, do you get a phone call in the car, right? Everybody's got the technology. Now they're on speaker and you get a call about, about the business and you say, Hey, Hey, careful what you say. My kid's in the car. How many times do you do that? I can tell you, I used to do it a lot, you know, especially when the kids were a little bit younger and, you know, I didn't want the, them to hear the cussing or whatever it might be. But, you know, over the past couple of years, I've just made a big effort to, to never say that, okay? My children hear conversations in the car because we're in the car a lot because we're a busy-ass family about literally everything. They hear conversations about social media management. They hear conversations about pay-per-click campaigns and about budgets and about how we're losing money at this company and how we're going to open up this other company and conversations with the banks, right? They're hearing all of these conversations, and while you may not think they're paying a whole lot of attention, I'm here to tell you like from experience that they definitely are. My 14-year-old literally after a phone call about a pay-per-click program had about 10 questions. He didn't understand what, what is it? How does it work? How much do we pay? Why do we have to do that? Right? So this kid heard a 10-minute phone call and we had a 15-minute conversation after that to where you know he's 14 and probably knows more about pay-per-click campaigns than than, than a lot of people in the world. But the, the point of the matter is, do not shield your children from conversations that you may deem like inappropriate because it's not their business or inappropriate because it's like too high level or over their heads, all right? Even at like the young age of seven, you know, Jack, my, my son, he's sitting here and he's hearing those same conversations. So as he gets older and has, as he progresses and as he figure out what, you know, like what he wants to do and all my kids, what they wanna do, they're going to remember what, it, what conversations that their dad had in the car and that 
you know, in order to, to succeed and to win, it's okay to like, to have to have difficult conversations. And, you know, there are just going to be little nuggets that they're taking along the way that I guarantee you will help them be successful in life. I'm not saying keep the car on speaker while, you know, you've, you've got a dude on the other end who's like cussing like a sailor or stuff that you just don't want your kids to hear. What I'm saying is don't shelter them to the point and don't hide things, especially about your business to the point to where they could actually like be taking a lesson from it, right? Remember that they're catching the lessons that you teach them. Another example, if you want to talk to your kids about working hard and whatever extracurricular activity they're in, right? I have a volleyball player. I have a cheerleader. I have football players, baseball players. You know, we got, we got kids who are playing every sport, basketball players, like every sport, right? What type of hypocrite are you being to your kids? If you're saying, Hey, go bust your ass, run that extra lap, cut the tears, let's work hard, but you can't get your ass up to go do 30 minutes of cardio or you're smashing your face with McDonald's. Look, I'm not the best example of this. I still struggle and I work at it every day, but just having again, your finger on the pulse and understanding that they're catching the lessons. They're not being taught the lessons. So if I'm constantly eating bad food or I'm constantly sleeping in every day, or I'm constantly not trying to put in the work to lose some weight or to make, you know, to be the best version of myself, how can I sit here and yell at my kid to work harder on the field, right? Or to work harder in the classroom, right? Again, those 20, 30 minute conversations when you're talking at them, right? When you're in your brain teaching them, are very, very, very minimal in the biggest scheme of things. What they're going to get more from is like seeing what you do, right? It's leading from the front. So remember that lessons in your children of all ages and even lessons in adults, they are caught. They are not taught. So make sure that you're not preventing them from learning lessons because you're too insecure or you're too afraid that you may have to explain something to them at an age in which you don't deem appropriate. But at the end of the day, kids are a lot smarter than what you think. And, you know, I can promise you, they're going to learn a whole lot more from just, from just like kind of listening and watching than they are from you just like speaking at them. You know, one of the last things I want to cover on the podcast today, just about like being a father and making sure that my children are being set up to win is, you know, we talk a lot about respect and we talk about carrying yourself in a certain way and how you represent our family and everything that you do. You know, we have had to have very serious conversations from you know, something as simple as like the way one of my kids is dressing when they're going to school to, you know, the, the way in which they behaved in the middle of a sporting event. You know, one of the things we say to them all the time is like, you share a last name with us. You are a representative of us. So when you're going out there and you're failing or you are, you know, not, you know, you're looking like a bum going to school because you, you just didn't feel like getting dressed that day or whatever it might be. It's like, hey, you, there's five other people with the same last name that you're representing. Would you want me to go out and represent you in that way as your dad? The answer is no, right? So just teaching them that they're part of something bigger than themselves, they're part of our family and they're an integral and important part of our family. And the way in which they carry themselves today will parlay into the way in which they carry themselves in the future and that they've got to continually represent our family in the best light that they possibly can. There will be times when they mess up, they understand that and we talk through it, but they have a great understanding of like what the expectations of being in our family and being a part of our family uh, really is teaching them respect is a very, very big, important thing to me and to their mother. Right. And I think across the board, when you look at society today, there are so many kids who just can't even do the most basic things, right? They can't even say like, please. And thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, sir. Uh, holding doors for others, taking the trash cans for the neighbors back up. Right. These like 
quote unquote, old school values are just being lost. And it's extremely important to me as a dad that like, I'm constantly teaching my kids how to show respect and be respectful. You know, funny story. I, I was, uh, I don't know if I was out of town or whatever it might be, but, um, I think I was driving home from somewhere and it was meet the teacher night and I'm on speaker and I'm talking to my seven-year-old. I'm like, Hey, when you get into the classroom, you meet your teacher, you reach your hand out, you look her in the eyes, you shake her hand. And he kind of laughed. He was like, dad, I know, I know. But it's like, how many fathers are taking the time to tell their seven-year-old, hey, make sure you do this. Show respect immediately, right? That first impression matters. Our 14-year-old does a fantastic job of always jumping up and holding the door for somebody when we're going in and out of a restaurant or in and out of a store, right? All of them, though, you better put the cart back. It's not even a conversation, right? Little stuff like that makes them who they are as they progress throughout their, their, you know, their adolescent and teenage years. The level of respect that most kids are putting out is directly correlated to the amount of respect that the parents are implementing and giving them on a day-to-day -day basis or showing the expectation for that, right? So when you meet one of my kids, you can bet your ass, they're going to jump up, they're going to shake your hand. They're going to be super polite. They're going to say, yes, sir, no, sir. And as you know, as, as some people might say, well, that's, you know, don't, don't call me, sir. That's fine. That's just the respect that I want them to show. I want people to walk away from meeting my kids and know that I'm doing my part as their father to teach them the values that are necessary to go out and be an extremely good human in the world. Get back to the basics with your kids, right? Make sure that you're teaching them the old school values and the manners, right? When you're at a restaurant, look the waiter in the eye, order your food, say, yes, please. No, thank you you know, make sure that you're talking to them about, you know, why it's important to tip waiters and, you know, all of the stuff that's like so natural and normal to 95% of us right now is not so natural and understanding to a very big generation of kids right now. Right. So I just feel like we try to do a really good job of teaching them respect and manners and what, what ultimately that means as they go and progress through life. So, you know, this is, just some stuff that I had written down a little bit, you know, a little messy, kind of a little bit all over the place, you know, but that's me. That's who I am. I'm not, uh, I'm never going to get on here and say, Hey, I'm going to be so buttoned up and polished and, you know, read from a script to you guys, because I'm not most of the time, it's just going to come from stuff that hits me and lessons that I learned throughout the week that I want to share with everybody. But, you know, at the end of the day, remember being a dad's hard, being an entrepreneur is hard. There are ways in which that you can, you can make a little bit easier on yourself. Make sure that you're communicating to your kids, make sure that you're, you're showing them the way, right? And if you take anything away from today's call, just remember what my mentor taught me. Lessons are caught, they are not taught. And I believe that if you continue to keep that in the front of your mind and you lead by example as the man of your family, not only will your children at the end of the day grow up and be, you know, amazing humans and do great things within the world. I think that you're going to look back, you know, when your time comes and just be proud and know that you put forth the effort. Right. So again, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. It means so much to me. Please share the links. If you're on Apple, subscribe, leave a review, all that stuff just helps kind of spread the word of the more than mentality. Reach out to me. Like I said before, if you ever need anything more than happy to help. Thanks again. Thanks for listening to the More Than Entrepreneur podcast. Be sure to follow Josh on Instagram at the underscore Josh Payne and subscribe to never miss a podcast by visiting thejoshpayne.com.